happy Thursday. And welcome into the PHNX Sun Devil Show. I am Anthony Totri. Guys, we've got intern Caroline making all the magic happen behind the Mac. And we got DJ Jacob Franklin in the passenger seat in studio with us as well. Guys, if you're new here, hit that like button, hit that subscribe button, and leave a five-star review. Let us know what you like about this podcast, but buckle up for the next, I don't know, 45 minutes and change because we got a lot to get into as it relates to Arizona State. We're obviously going to talk all things about the athletic director position at Arizona State, some of the latest updates as it relates to that. We're also Going to be getting into some Arizona State football updates. We've got a running back no longer with the team, but remaining at Arizona State. We'll discuss that. Also have an interesting question for everybody um, in regards to a couple former ASU running backs. So we'll see what you guys think of that. And then we're also going to get into Arizona State basketball at the tail end of this show because Bobby Hurley and the Sun Devils, they've got a game tonight against Stanford, and they also have a game on Saturday against Cal, but first and foremost, guys, let's go ahead, start talking about the Arizona State Athletic Director position and just the latest updates with that. So for those of you that follow me on social media, that follow me on Twitter, um, or I guess just follow the PHNX Sun Devil Show on Twitter, you probably saw uh, the tweets that I had sent out last night in regards to the opening for Arizona State's athletic director position. If you didn't see it, a couple names that were brought up, starting with David Benedict He is currently the UConn Huskies athletic director. This is a name that was immediately mentioned to me when Ray Anderson um, was relieved of his duties at Arizona State. Um, And this is a guy that has ties to Arizona State. When we initially did our Arizona State athletic director show following the opening, David Benedict was, again, one of the first names that we talked about, and for a couple different reasons. Let's go ahead, throw up the graphic as to why David Benedict might make a good athletic director for the Sun Devils. Well, he's been at UConn since 2016, uh, a part of stadium renovation. He is originally a, a Tempe native, and he knows what it takes to win at a championship caliber level. Now, a good idea of what people think of this athletic director, right? What people think of David Benedict. Immediately this morning, there were a lot of UConn fans that were quote retweeting the initial tweet that I had sent in regards to Benedict being a candidate for Arizona State. And a bunch of them begged and pleaded for him not to go. Okay, so I will tell you right then and there that that means Arizona State would love to get a guy like David Benedict if you have fans all across the nation saying, please do not take our athletic director. That means a whole hell of a lot from the fan base because the same wouldn't be said if Ray Anderson were getting poached from other schools. I don't think the ASU fan base would be losing any sleep over Ray potentially going to another university. Uh, Daniel in the chat, whoever they hire, he has to be better than the last guy. I can't even remember his name. How about hiring Danny White? I know there are a couple names that people have brought up on social media, Danny White being one of them. It's not necessarily a name that I have heard directly related to the search. Doesn't mean it's not a potential option for Arizona State, but David Benedict is the name that I heard initially and is another name that I heard um, as recently as yesterday. Now, the other name, a little bit more, uh, what, what's the word I'm looking for here? Not well-known, right? That, that's what we'll go with, at least not in a public space, and that is Graham Rossini, um, name that I, again, recently heard would be an internal candidate for this position. 
I've had some people text me, uh, again, as recently as yesterday, kind of providing me with updates as it relates to Graham Rossini, that there's maybe a little bit of an understanding that Rossini is, I don't want to say the puppet master behind this whole thing, but he's not necessarily uh, deep, too too far out of the decision-making and stuff that's currently going on with Arizona State Athletics. Um, I don't want to say that he is Michael Crow's right-hand man, but... As it stands right now, he is an executive senior associate athletic director. He's also the chief business officer um, at Arizona State. Another guy that went to Arizona State. He's got those ties. Um, Jacob came in here this morning. We were talking a little bit about Graham Osini just because he does have experience locally with the Arizona Diamondbacks um, and MLB. He knows what he's doing. Okay, if If Rossini were to be the next Arizona State athletic director, I think there is a consensus among fans that have gotten into this this discussion that it wouldn't necessarily be a bad move right now the only question that i have when it comes to graham rossini and some of these other candidates is how well can you fundraise because as it stands right now we know the sandbox that arizona state is playing in as it refers to nil or stadium renovation well, you know that ASU is going to need more money from donors. Is Graham Rossini capable of going out there um, and going above and beyond to go get some of these funds? We do have a super chat from Short Bus in the chat. Totri stirring up the UConn, the UConn fan base. Love it. Look, man, I didn't, I didn't expect to do that. That wasn't my intention with sending off that tweet, but... Hey, it is what it is. I can't. T- it, it is. It is what I do. Okay. Normally, I'm a troll to, to Wildcat fans, but this isn't a troll. This is just UConn fans not wanting to see uh, a pretty prominent figure in their athletic department leave. But again, those two names: Graham Rossini, David Benedict, uh, the the two candidates that I have heard again most recently as yesterday. There is a third candidate, uh, a third name that I've been trying to to get confirmed by a source on the record. Can't say too much other than that. Um, it's a, a weird situation with the athletic director position as it stands right now. Um, again, I know there are a, a lot of people, whether it be on social media or in the chat, that don't necessarily have the highest opinions of David Benedict or Graham Rossini. They've got their eyes set on somebody like Danny White um, or, or other potential candidates, and that is totally valid. I don't expect a decision on the Arizona State Athletic Director position anytime soon. It doesn't appear that Michael Crow and company are in a giant rush to get this position filled. Um, I I wouldn't be surprised if the University of Arizona had their athletic director named sooner than Arizona State. And again, I know that that in and of itself might irritate some people. Okay, That might upset some Arizona State fans that Arizona will probably have their athletic director named before ASU. But I I just want to go off and say my two cents on that is it's okay. Take a breath if that happens. When it happens, again, I do expect that to be the situation. Um, It is not a bad thing that Arizona State is taking their time with this decision. You don't want to rush a decision like this. I get they have had a significant amount of time. But there are a lot of moving pieces to this, um, and, and there isn't really 
any forced pressure on Michael Crow to go out there and make this decision before he is fully ready, before he wants to, right? What happens if you force a decision like this, right? Well, you maybe end up in a situation like you've got with Ray Anderson, right? You want to make sure that the person leading this athletic department, A, knows what they're doing, and B, is the right person to help elevate Arizona State Athletics into the Big 12, right? That's another part of this decision. It is not like you're just bringing in in, an athletic director and same old, same old. This is somebody that is going to have to make changes at Arizona State and truly lead this athletic department um, kind of away from the stigma over the last few seasons, right? Whether that be with the NCAA violations, whether that be with Ray Anderson, the basketball program, et cetera. Uh, This will be an important move. And when it comes to Arizona State athletics over the next five to 10 years, this decision for the Arizona State athletic director position will be crucial in what the Sun Devils are able to accomplish um, again, over the next decade or so. So again, I don't fully expect the decision on this um, anytime soon. Like I said, I would fully expect the University of Arizona to have their athletic director named sooner than ASU, but that is not something to necessarily worry about. Tony in the chat talking about Dave Hickey being available, the former University of Arizona athletic director. I think that is totally okay. I think uh, Michael Crow is going to take a pass on that one. Um, I think the one way to maybe upset ASU fans even more in this decision-making process would be to hire somebody who wasn't necessarily responsible for it, but was thrown under the bus for uh, the mismanagement of funds at the University of Arizona. So highly, highly doubt that that would be um, even a potential situation for Arizona State. But again, Graham Rossini, David Benedict, two of the three names that I have heard specifically as candidates for this job. Um, I know there have been people that have seen Rossini and Crow as recently as a couple weeks ago having one-on-one conversations um, discussing all sorts of things. So I'm not going to sit here and, and pick a favorite. I couldn't tell you which one is leading the race. I couldn't tell you if there is a favorite as it stands right now. Um, but when it comes down to some of these guys, I, I think Arizona State is in a solid position. And I think it's an attractive destination. I think this is something that Eric Ruby and I discussed on last week's show or or a couple weeks ago when the Dave Hickey news came out, right? That you have openings now at the University of Arizona and Arizona State for some pretty high-profile athletic director positions. Obviously, Arizona State, you could joke all you want about being number one in innovation. That's a title for the university, brings money. On top of the fact that you have a new football coach in Kenny Dillingham trying to build um, some headway with that program Obviously, the basketball program and the football program heading to the the Big 12 in 2024. Like, there's a lot of excitement uh, around ASU. And I think, again, there isn't a rush for Michael Crow to make this decision before he is ready. I don't think um, this is going to be a decision that is pushed forward due to public pressure. Um, you saw that with the whole Ray Anderson thing. If if Michael Crow was going to fold under public pressure, then Ray Anderson would have been let go years ago. Uh, and the same goes for Herm Edwards, but that wasn't the case. They will play the waiting game, um, and they will evaluate and exhaust every single opportunity and option that they have. But that is the latest as it stands with the Arizona State Athletic Director position. Again, we are going to continue talking ASU athletics here in just a bit. But first, I want to tell you a little bit 
about our friends over at BetMGM, guys. Download that BetMGM Sportsbook app on iOS or Android or visit BetMGM.com. Sign up and deposit at least $5 into your newly created account and place a wager in the amount of at least $5 at standard odds price. And once you've placed a bet, you guys are going to receive $158 in bonus bets regardless of the outcome of your wager. Now, you can bet on the NFL. You could bet on the NBA, NHL, college sports. You could do it all in the BetMGM Sportsbook app, guys. Just to recap that great offer they have for you, sign up for BetMGM and use that bonus code PHNX. Place your first BetMGM Sportsbook wager through BetMGM Sportsbook mobile app for at least $5, and you guys are going to receive $158 instantly in additional winnings regardless of your wager's outcome. Check out the show notes for full details, and now listen to Damon talk about the disclaimer. Gambling problem? Call one eight hundred Gambler. Available in the U.S. Call eight seven seven eight Hope and Y or text Hope and Y four six seven three six nine New York. Call one eight hundred three two seven five zero five zero Massachusetts. Twenty one plus to wager. Please gamble responsibly. Call one eight hundred Next Step Arizona. One eight hundred Bets Off Iowa. One eight hundred two seven zero seven one one seven for confidential help. Michigan. One eight hundred ninety one zero zero two three Puerto Rico. In partnership with Kansas Crossing Casino and Hotel. Visit BetMGM.com for terms. This promotional offer is not available in New York, Nevada, Ontario, or Puerto Rico. I do want to get to Short Bus's question. In your best guesstimate, we get an AD before or after the sanctions. We've been begging for. Um, I. Uh, I I imagine these two things are going to probably fall hand in hand. Um, in total honesty, I don't have a, a great answer for you on what comes first, given the fact that the NCAA sanctions and everything um, has already taken a long, long time. I would imagine that you probably have an athletic director around the same time, maybe a little bit beforehand. Uh, but again, that is a complete guess. That is not any sort of... I don't have any like actual information to to back that up for you. That would totally just be a guess on that situation, guys. But we talked about making some money over at the BetMGM Sportsbook app. Once you rake in the dough, you're going to need a place to put it in Desert Financial Credit Union. Guys, that is the place for you. They are the official retail banking partner of Arizona State University, and they are not new to this game. They have been doing it for quite some time now. Quite some time equals 80 Four years and change. Desert Financial has been Arizona's largest, most trusted local credit union dedicated to creating exceptional experiences by giving back to the community and providing financial solutions that make lives better. And if you're an Arizona sports fan, there is no better time to place guy there's no better place to do your banking than desert financial credit union it's the only place you can show your team spirit every time you make a purchase with exclusive debit cards branded with your favorite teams now is the time to show your asu team spirit open a free checking account online and get 200 plus your choice of three arizona state university visa debit cards go to desertfinancial.com slash asu to get started lovely it's days like this where i miss having my my right hand man and my left hand man Eric Ruby and Shane Diefenbach, to be completely honest with you. No, you're not forgotten, Jacob. You just don't have a mic in front of you, so it's a little bit more of a challenge. I, I, I'm I'm interested to see what the dynamic is like when Shane gets back because I don't know if Shane's my right-hand man or my left-hand man now, and I don't know which one Eric is. Um, or maybe I don't have any hands and they're just my legs. That could be an option as well. But I guess we'll see what that's like when Shane gets back uh, and when Eric doesn't have a day off. But continuing to move forward with Arizona State Athletics, I want to get into the latest with the football program. We had an update this morning from Chris Cartman uh, of Sun Devil Source tweeting out a report that running back Tevin White is no longer with the team. He's retiring from football, but he is staying at ASU as a student. Now, Tevin White, he was ASU's lone four-star commit in the 2022 class. 
in his two seasons at ASU, 25 carries, 90 yards, two catches, 12 yards, and he never found the end zone. Tevin White was an interesting running back coming to Arizona State anyway. anyways. Um, again, aside from that four-star ranking, he was a bigger back. He had speed. Um, it felt like he was always going to have to live in the shadow a little bit of some of the lead guys. Um, it's something that I had brought up just a couple weeks ago when we did our positional breakdown of the Arizona State running backs, an audio-only episode. Go listen to that one uh, if you haven't already. But it it never really made a whole lot of sense for Tevin White in this backfield because you look at the guys that he's had to play under, right? Scat, obviously, this past season. He would have to play again behind Scat again this season on top of the Carlos Brooks, Relique Brown, Jason Brown Jr., etc., all of those guys bring something different to the ASU backfield. Tevin White doesn't necessarily do any of those things better than all of those guys. So he would have always been a little bit more of a rotational piece. And then when he first got here, he wasn't going to play over Xavier Valade. Xavier Valade really ran um, that Arizona State offense and he had a firm grasp on it. So there was never going to be a, a change of pace with Tevin. He is a great kid. Always been a, a great interview. Um, Short bus in the chat. Tevin is a great kid with a good head on his shoulders. He'll be okay. Absolutely. And like I said in the diehard discord, it was definitely, um, I imagine, a, di a difficult decision for, for Tevin White to, to come to. It's never easy, you know, hanging it up. Uh, but I think he did that in his best interest, um, focusing on everything as it relates to, to ASU as a student. And then as it goes for the ASU backfield in general, I think ASU is going to do just fine. Um, I don't think they're going to lose any depth or, or real power I guess from the the loss of Tevin White in the backfield I think the backfield is going to be just okay we already again touched on Cam Scadaboo the Carlos Brooks Relique Brown all of these guys bring a, a different dimension to ASU's offense and I think they will be just fine but kind of going with the Tevin White discussion and, and just the running back room in general for Arizona State sent out a tweet earlier uh, from the PHNX Sun Devils account, if you didn't already see it, this is what it was, right? So it's pretty much just a poll. And again, if you don't already follow us, go head over to PHNX Sun Devils um, on social. Take a look at this tweet and let me know where you guys would go. We'll reveal the answers um, in which running backs these are on tomorrow's show. But for ASU fans on audio, okay, which running back season would you rather have? Player one. 182 carries on the season, 1,006 rush yards, averaging 5.5 yards per carry, 16 total touchdowns, 43 receptions in 456 receiving yards. Running back number two, 277 carries, 1,524 rush yards, averaging the exact same 5.5 yards per carry, 17 total touchdowns, 33 receptions, and 247 receiving yards. As of about an hour ago, running back number one had a 47.3% uh, vote, and player two had a 52.7% vote. So again, head over to PHNX Sun Devils on social media. Get the vote. We'll reveal the answer on tomorrow's show. No, nope, no, nope, you didn't, Beetlejuice. You can go. I'll call you when we, when we talk about the University of Arizona at a certain point. Uh, but yeah. Something that I do want to continue to start doing um, with the PHNX Sun Devil Show in the in the social account moving forward, guys. So you definitely start to see some of those pop up every single week. Let us know what you think and why. I know I sent that graphic over um, into the PHNX Sun Devils diehard Discord a little bit 
earlier um, and everybody was starting to sound off on that as well. And initially yesterday when I had fired off the tweet about the Arizona State Athletic Director position, I will tell you what, there were a lot of unhappy people on social media. There were not a lot of fans of me on social media after that tweet that I was engagement farming, do all in, doing all of those uh, amazing things. But for everybody that is a PHNX diehard, short bus, um, what's it called? Donald, Sharon, we were having that discussion. I gave those guys the names in the diehard discord almost immediately after I had sent that initial tweet. So again, if you want that information sooner rather than later, if you want to be t- discussing those things hours and hours before anybody else is doing it, head over to gophnx.com today. Become a diehard. Click that diehard tab, and you guys are going to unlock not only the diehard Discord where you're getting updates sooner than everybody else, but the conversation is always going. Not to mention, if you're not just an ASU sports fan, let's say you're fans of the Coyotes, the Diamondbacks, the Mercury, the Suns, the Cardinals, we have Discord chats for all of those as well. You're going to get discounts on events, on merch, exclusive content just for being a diehard guy. So again, head over to gophnx.com today. Check it out for yourself. But... As it relates to ASU football moving forward, another thing that I tweeted out that I do want to get into uh, just a little bit as it relates to breakout stars for ASU football moving forward. Okay, I tweeted it out. There is, I, I think, there's a few players on the Arizona State roster that didn't, I don't want to say they had down seasons in 2023 because I don't think they did. But I think there is so much room to grow, so much potential for some of these guys to really have star-like breakout seasons. Okay, again, another tweet. Head over to go or to, to PHNX Sun Devils on Twitter. Let me know which Sun Devil you think is going to break out in 2024. My answer, Xavier Alford. Safety for Arizona State. Didn't play last season because of the NCAA um, waiver situation. Xavier Alford, while he was practicing in the spring, there were two guys that were just... You know when you go out to the football field, or I guess anywhere, let's say you're going to the grocery store, okay? You're going to the grocery store, you're you're getting like fruit snacks or whatever you get, right? And you're grocery shopping, everybody's normal size, okay? Like they're normal human size. Not your size? Not my size. I'm a, I'm a giant, okay? Normal human size. And then you're just like, again, you're, you're getting like gummy bears, fruit snacks, whatever. And there's just some giant dude. Some, some dude that's like, you, you're not real. You're not real. You're you're a super soldier. You don't have a regular person job, right? That's my favorite way to put it. There are two things that would make somebody not have a regular person job. Either you are a behemoth of an individual or you've got a really dope name, right? Like if your name's Pharaoh or like Manhattan, you're not you're not working the drive-through, you're not a lawyer. Uh, you don't host a podcast. You probably do something way way cooler than that. Xavier Alford and Xavier Guillory, two guys on the football field that, just for the purpose of this conversation, look like dudes, look like dogs, look like behemoths of people, okay? They stick out like a sore thumb in the best way possible as athletes, and that says a whole hell of a lot about their build, about the their potential, and about their talent when they're doing that on a football field full of Division I athletes. I say all that because Xavier Alford did that in the spring. He did it in fall camp, even knowing that there wasn't a likely chance that he was going to play. He would have started if he got his waiver cleared. Now you're telling me a dude whose social media at is at a hundred yard landlord 
was held from playing for an entire season, already looked like he was going to be a monster for ASU last season. Now he's got the added buildup, the added hype. Feels like he's got a chip on his shoulder, something to prove. Xavier Alford will be, in my estimation, one of the best players on Arizona State. And it wouldn't surprise me if he was the best Arizona State defensive back next season. Um, in terms of a safety position, I know I like to make player comps. It's what I like to do. Similar style of play to a guy like Derwin James. Not to say he is the same level of athlete or that he's bound for the league. But Xavier Alford, from a size, size perspective... And the, the type of safety that he is, you can put him in the box, plays like a linebacker, has good coverage skills, can run. And again, he is a rather big safety. So I do think Xavier Alford is going to be a, a standout for Arizona State. I know there were a couple people on social media that mentioned Jaden Rashada. I could see him having a breakout season. We're going to be doing our quarterbacks audio only episode for this weekend. So definitely be on the lookout for that. I know Relique Brown, CJ Fight is another one. Guys, let me know in the comments who you think is going to break out for Arizona State in 2024. Debrem in the chat. Our O-line was a big issue with the RBs not doing as well as they could have. Um, and Debrem, it's okay. No worries. We, we, don't, we don't keep track of when you're on time and when you're late here. Um, you could just fill out your your tardy card and, and send it to, to Jacob Franklin on social media and I'm he'll make sure that everything's taken care of guys uh Clinton chat normal size people represent right here baby normal size people you and me Clint all the way also can can we just agree that Clint has the best YouTube profile picture of anybody like originally I believe when Jonathan Smith was the coach and everything was you know shining bright if the sun actually does hit Corvallis at any point in the year um, it was a normal color, but when all that stuff kind of went down it went bye-bye It went gray and black and white. And, and now Clint is sad. And Clint is an ASU fan through and through. Mostly sunny in Corvallis right now. Is it mostly sunny? What's the temperature in Corvallis 54. right now? 54. What's the temperature here right now? Do we know? Sun's always 75. shining. 75. Hey, go to Arizona state. It's just better. It's supposed to rain tomorrow. I'm not looking forward to that at all, actually, but it is what it is. I'm not a meteorologist, so I couldn't tell you. JJ talking about the ASU basketball team. Devils by a million tonight, Hurley and Company, get right game. We will talk ASU basketball here in just a little bit. JJ seems to always spawn when we're talking about ASU basketball, and it truly is incredible um, how you are just so con so damn consistent with your love for ASU basketball. We will get into that in just a second. But first, guys, time to tell you about Circle. Okay, they are America's third shop. They're Tojri's third shop. They're Caroline's third shop. They're Jacob's third shop. They're everybody's third shop. And they're helping you guys save money on a daily basis. You guys can save 25 cents per gallon on your first five Phillips when you sign up for their new free membership program, Inner Circle. And if that's not enough, you're going to save money every single day after that. Save three cents per gallon. And we always talk about the great deals they have on snacks. And you're going to get every sixth free on a selection of those Circle K products. We're talking pizza, coffee, ice cold fountain drinks, and more. Just join Inner Circle for free by downloading the Circle K app today. Terms and conditions apply at participating locations. Visit CircleK.com for details. Now, look, we're filling up our cars with Circle K, right? That Honda CRV, the grandma mom car that I've got with the little stick figure family on the back just for me, myself, and I, I fill that up with Circle K gas. It is what it is. But when we're talking about the race cars, 
that you got over at Phoenix Raceway, guys, you're going to need some some rocket fuel for that. Actually, don't quote me on that. I don't know if they, they definitely don't use rocket fuel for race cars. That's just what I think would be pretty damn cool regardless though guys the valley of the sun is roaring back to life this spring when nascar returns to phoenix raceway march 8th through the 10th the best in class fan experience meets racing's toughest drivers for three days of action all surrounded by the beautiful australia mountains uh was just out at phoenix raceway the other day it is beautiful it is it's it's a weird like i guess venue right when you when you look at some of the stadiums specifically for football i think of like the sun bowl or even sun devil stadium right how they're like in the place of mountains phoenix raceway is kind of like the the same experience it's like literally this amazing racetrack a giant racetrack in like the middle of mountains it really is a pretty cool view uh get your tickets to the shriners children's 500 at phoenix raceway march 8th through the 10th promises a weekend of good vibes for the whole family Get your tickets now at phoenixraceway.com. All right, JJ, let's go ahead. Let's talk ASU basketball. For everybody here that wants to know about the ASU athletic director, we talked about that um, for about 15 minutes at the start of the show. Definitely rewind, check that check that out. Um, I'm sure we'll have some social clips as well if you missed it. But yes, ASU basketball, let's go ahead. Take a look at the Bobby board. Uh, we didn't do a post-game show for the Oregon State game, and thankfully we didn't have to because I would not want it. I didn't want to talk about that game, to be honest with you. I didn't want to talk about ASU hoops all weekend long because it was a bad week. You lose to Oregon, you lose to Oregon State, and now what do you got on deck? Well, you got Stanford, you got Cal, then Colorado and Utah. Okay, so those four games for Arizona State on deck. Again, tonight the Sun Devils take on Stanford at home, tip off at 7 p.m., and then you've got ASU versus Cal at home, tip off at 1 p.m. JJ bringing up the fact that this is really a get-right game, and I'd say a get-right series for Arizona State basketball for Bobby Hurley. I think as it stands right now, when you're talking ASU basketball, the expectation is to expect inconsistency. And that's not what you want to be. That's not what you want to be in your last season of Pac-12 basketball. And that's not what you want your first impression to be moving into the Big 12. So if you are Arizona State, if you're an Arizona State fan, and again, I know now is not the time to be talking about the NCAA tournament. And we're not going to be doing that. Because as it stands right now, the NCAA tournament doesn't mean anything to ASU until you get to the Pac-12 tournament. Because that's the only way that they're getting in. But when you want to talk about building a resume for a top four seed in the Pac-12 tournament, you got to take care of business in these, I would say, very winnable games. Arizona State should win tonight. They should beat Stanford. They should beat Cal. Why should they beat those teams? Because neither Stanford nor Cal have four men nucleuses nuclei that are as talented as what ASU has. Frankie Collins, Adam Miller, Jose Perez, Jemiah Neal. That group, those four guys, they can win you a basketball game when they're all playing as a team. But when we see this LA fitness basketball where it's one-on-one, I'm going to see you for an hour and then I'm not going to talk to you again type of basketball then you see ASU start to falter. It don't matter if Jose is putting up 20 points, if the other guys aren't contributing. If the offense doesn't look like a unit, 
then you are going to struggle against anybody in this conference. I don't care if it's Stanford. I don't care if it's Cal. I don't care if it's USC. You are going to struggle when you don't play as a team. Now, Bobby Hurley spoke the other day to media about the offense in general, right? Arizona State isn't necessarily built to milk the shot clock and then find a shot. They want to catch teams off balance. That is the way that they are built, okay? They don't have the size to go out there, feed it inside, and take their time. They have to push the offense, and they have to run in transition. That's when you see guys like Frankie Collins, Jemiah Neal even, really shining, okay? Now, against Stanford tonight, again, I think Arizona State is the better team. They have the better athletes. They have the better coach. The question is, will they put it together? I do think so. I think Arizona State gets it done against Stanford tonight. Marlon Jones in the chat with me. He thinks it's a dub tonight. Um, And and that Cal game is going to be interesting. Cal, I don't want to say they're on a heater because I don't think they're on a heater, but they have won, I believe, two in a row. Um, So for Arizona State, it would go a long way in furthering their quest for a top four seed in the Pac-12 tournament if they were able to take care of business against both Stanford and Cal this weekend, which I do think they do. You want an X factor for this weekend? It's got to be back in the hands of Frankie Collins. When Frankie Collins was cooking, Arizona State was on a heater. When he's gone quiet, scoring-wise, this team has struggled. This team has struggled. And I think for Frankie Collins, I know he's not going to say it, but Frankie Collins wants to go to the NBA. Okay, If Frankie Collins is going to get to the NBA, he is going to have to put together a remarkable rest of the season if he wants to be an NBA lottery pick. Um, these guys don't want to, they don't want to be undrafted free agents. Okay. Yes. They'll settle for going in the league. Yes. I think already Frankie Collins will probably make um, a, a summer league roster, but Frankie Collins wants to solidify himself as a top tier college basketball player, as an athlete. And I think Frankie Collins um, maybe can start to turn his attention to working in that way. Again, I know nobody's going to go out and say it. The basketball team's not going to say it. Frankie Collins himself's not going to say it. But the the worse ASU does in Pac-12 play, the more some of these guys are probably going to start stepping on the gas in terms of trying to build up their own resume for moving on. That's just kind of where you're at as it stands with ASU basketball. Again, to point out what JJ had to say earlier, this is a get-right series for the Sun Devils. I'm interested to see if there's any... Um, any bit of a rotation change here? If maybe a kill Watson starts to get in the game a little bit more, if we see Braylon Green try and play a little bit, interested again what, what happens with the bigs. We saw Bryant Salabungay and Sean Phillips Jr. kind of split in time. Bryant Salabungay obviously had a massive game against SC. Sean Phillips Jr., we know the size. Um, he's got Salabungay beat there. So we'll see obviously what happens tonight against Stanford. No post-game show for that, but definitely stay locked in on our social media. We'll definitely be tweeting out a little bit about that game as it carries forward. Now, the last thing that I want to talk about on this show today is something that went viral, okay? And not necessarily for me, but something that I think everybody has seen. And here we are. It's February 1st, okay? February 1st, 2024. And I'm scrolling on Twitter, and you know what I see? You know what I see? I see this tweet from the one, the only, Elmo himself saying, Elmo's just checking in. How's everybody doing? So, 
Elmo, this one's for you, okay? I'm going to look you in the eyes, Mr. Sesame Street, yourself. How am I doing? Well, Arizona State doesn't currently have an athletic director. We're still months away from football season. We don't know who the starting quarterback is going to be. ASU basketball, well, we lost to Oregon State. We lost to Oregon. Arizona fans continuously hit us up in the chat talking about, oh, how's the basketball program? Oh, How's the football program? Well, Elmo, I'm not doing too hot, but I am doing a lot better now that Herm Edwards is no longer at Arizona State in any capacity. I'm doing a lot better now that Ray Anderson is in the athletic director at Arizona State. So, Elmo, that's how I'm doing. Don't ask again, okay? Nobody wants to see a Sesame Street character on social media anymore okay unless it's oscar the grouch that's my homie we we go way back okay me and oscar go way back but that's how we're doing guys continuously talking about arizona state before we get out of here i know there were probably some of you on audio that didn't see the tweet that are just going to be like what's this guy on he's talking about elmo on a Thursday in 2024, I am. And it's not because I'm high on OGs. I'm totally sober. I do wish I had some OGs because they've got two new products made with live rosin and RSO. We're talking about the OGs Naturals and the big OGs, guys. OGs Naturals are vegan gummies made with live rosin, and they are available in a sweet clementine flavor. Meanwhile, the big OGs gummy is a mega version of Peg's Raspberry Orange RSO, one of the company's most popular products. Um, it is literally cut up into 10 slices, okay? It's 10 milligrams um, of THC in each slice for a total of 100 milligrams. Uh, don't take the entire thing. Okay, just want to preface that. Do not take the entire 100 milligram gummy. Uh, yeah, Derek Montilla. Um, guys, they have so many great products and so many great flavors for you at OG's. To learn more about OG's gummies and where you can find them, head on over to ogsbrands.com. And while we're talking about things that are going to make your day better like OG's, how about something that can make your whole weekend better? And that's Gila River Resorts and Casinos. Maybe stop by for a little staycation because nobody does it better than Gila River Resorts and Casinos. They offer an authentic and immersive experience with an unprecedented level of entertainment and excitement that you're not going to find anywhere else in the desert. They haven't just set a high bar, guys. They have set the highest bar in the valley with their state-of-the-art gaming floor that has it all with over 800 slot machines, 15 blackjack tables, and live table games, not to mention Arizona's largest casino sports book. Head over to Gila River Resorts and Casinos. Let them show you what Next Level is all about. You do you at Gila River Resorts and Casinos. Visit playathila.com for more details. Marlon in the chat, Oscar is that dude. Absolutely. Oscar the Grouch is that Dude, can we actually, can we do a poll? Can we do a poll real quick before we get out of here? Is that, is that possible? Yeah, that's possible. I just want to see for everybody in the chat, hit that like button, um, hit that subscribe button. Let's put a poll for what everybody's favorite Sesame Street character is. Okay. We can do Elmo, Big Bird, Oscar the Grouch, or other. Um, to be honest with you, like I said, Oscar, Oscar's an OG, Burton Ernie. Burton Ernie, for, for those of you that haven't watched the PHNX Diamondback show, that is the real-life version um, of Burton Ernie is Derek and Jesse. What was that brown one? That Do you remember like the elephant-looking one? Oh, was it Snuffleupagus? Yes, that was it. Snuffleupagus goes crazy, too. That, see, like Snuffleupagus, you know earlier how I was talking about like you, you meet people 
and they either are like giants or they have really cool names. And you know, they don't do something normal. You meet somebody named Snuffleupagus, bro. You know, they're not, they're, they're not like a receptionist. Snuffleupagus is like, he's running a pyramid scheme somewhere doing something way beyond everybody else. Oh, Sharon in the chat, cookie monster. Twitter is the best Twitter. Is that a side of Twitter? Is there a side of Twitter that is strictly Cookie Monster? I totally forgot about Cookie Monster as a character. Do we have that poll? Are we working on it, Jacob? Are we getting it? It's up. It's up. Okay, I need to go vote, honestly. Let's see. Caroline, do you, is that your favorite Snuffleupagus? Is that your favorite character? I think that's the most memorable one. That's the most memorable. That's, a, that's valid. Big what about Bird. You, Jacob? Big, Bird's, Big Bird's electric. The Jacob, do you have a favorite one? Big Bird. Favorite Sesame Street character? You look like Big Bird. You kind of look like it's because you're a giant, dude. You're not a yellow bird. I know that, but you're tall as shit. No, not at all. Okay. It is what it is, guys. Like I said, hit that like button, hit that subscribe button, go vote in our Sesame Street poll. Okay. And look, that is going to do it. Clint in the chat, Grouch. Ooh, Marlon the Count. Wow. Some of these characters are so slept on. Grover. Wow. I didn't expect the chat to come ready to rumble with Sesame Street characters like this. You guys are a bunch of animals. That's awesome. I love it. The count is a pimp. Period. Okay. Sure. Why not? Well, while we're doing that, I count 19 of you and 10 likes. So, hit that like button. Do us all a favor. Okay? Sharon... I'm sorry. We can only add so many, so many options for the poll. We're going to definitely carry this conversation over to the diehard discord. Um, again, if you enjoyed the content today, we do, do appreciate you. Give us a follow at PHNX underscore sun. you can follow me at Anthony underscore toe tree guys, and we will be back in action for a flavoring Friday. That's tomorrow. Normal time. Eric should be back in the passenger seat and we may have a guest for you to talk some NIL for Arizona state. So definitely stay locked in for that. But in the meantime, guys go devils. Peace.